So I want to start off today's message by making a statement to you. <laughs> God does not choose to honor you. God doesn't choose to honor you and me. Because he is honor. If he has to choose to honor you, it depends on your good works. So which means if, if, if I do good today, then God honors me. Honor is giving someone high respect. Giving someone great esteem. It's placing, giving someone glory. It's, it's placing a high value on someone. So if God has to honor you, you did not work for his honor, which means you did not perform your worship in order to receive respect from God, to receive glory from God, to receive esteem from God, to receive any sort of value from God. Your breakthroughs that you receive in your life is not because you earned it. It's because God is honor. He is the virtue of honor. So which means if you did not have to perform for his honor, he is able to honor you whether you deserve it or not. Hello. I'm, I'm setting you up for something really good today. I'm, I'm telling you, it's, we were singing it all along today. Okay, it'll come to that. Don't worry. But God doesn't choose to honor you. He is honor. So if you have had a revelation of your relationship with God that causes you to work, fast, pray, read your Bible. Pray every day, pray every day, pray every day, read your Bible. Right? If you, if you grew up like I grew up and listening to all these songs and causing you to, to do everything that God, I have to go to church. If I don't go to church, man, dude. Firstly, God will punish me. Then the pastor will call and say, ah, that's why. Do you understand? That's a load of rubbish. I just want to start off by saying that. Our, our God honors us because he is able to honor he has the ability to honor, which means he is honor. That's why he is able to honor you whether you deserve it or not. Which means God doesn't limit himself based on your performance. Oh, God doesn't bless you based on your performance. God doesn't give you glory. Let me tell you something. If you want to grow from one level of glory to another, you want to get promoted from, from your current position to another position, you want to have an increase. Anybody want increase in their life? Right? If you want to have increase in your life, you don't have to work for it. You want to pass your exams? Hello? I'm getting there now. Wait, wait, wait. You don't have to work for it. You know why? You just have to be faithful. You don't have to work for it. You have to be faithful. <laughs> it's, it's, it's going in that direction today. So as parents, parents, just hold your heart. And if you have kids in the room, 
it would be a great time to right now to just apologize for every wrong thing that you've ever done to them because they're going to look at you and you're going to look at them and <laughs> there's a difference between the concept of honor and the ability to honor the concept of honor that we all have grown up with, all of us, all of us, whether you're Christian, not Christian, whatever religion, doesn't matter. The concept of honor is that you got to perform in order to receive. For example, are you ready for it? You're holding your heart, right? You're not going to get offended and leave the church. In fact, I think you need to stay in the church like this, okay? <laughs> setting you free, I'm setting you free, especially if you're a parent. The concept of honor says that you deserve it. The concept that we grew up with is honor is given to those who deserve it. For example, you push your sons and daughters to get your high marks, get high marks. You have to get gold medal. Setting, I'm setting you up for it, okay? High marks, get high marks. Study, study, study. Don't go to church. Study, study, study. study. Don't go for life groups. Study, 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 study. It's going to be one of those days, I'm telling you, man. Hold it. Hold it. Oh. Yeah. Study, study. You have to study. Why? Because you need to get 99.9%, 9%, Why? It's because we are, we're, we're teaching our children that honor is given according to performance. But I want to tell you this. That the worldly concept of honor actually encourages a concept of dishonor in the family. That we teach our children that only when you perform will daddy give you chocolate. Will I buy a toy for you? I will give you iPad time. You can watch TV. Huh? Only when you finish your homework. Everybody that was celebrating in the front have become very quiet. <laughs> what we're doing is we're teaching our children that honor from mom and dad is limited to their performance, which means the children are controlling the parents to dishonor them. It means that the virtue of honor doesn't exist. Honor is based on the trends, seasons. Exam season's coming, exam. <laughs> final. There's some exam before the final exam also. What, what, what we're teaching our children is that, hey, we're, 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 not, we're not teaching them that whether you pass or fail, mommy and daddy will love you. Why? It's because God gave you as a gift to us. When God honored us with you, our responsibility to you is to reveal God to you so that tomorrow you can honor people around you. We think that just because society determines 
what is good and bad is the same thing that is involved in the house what society says is honor you performed very well this this week this month so you're going to get a raise so now when they give you a raise then you they keep you performing for the whole year by giving you it's called a carrot they dangle a carrot in front of you they give you 100 dirhams and they make you do 1 million dirhams work i don't know man it is is good i'm like oh man you know I, man i fell in this trap trust me i've spent 15 years of my life working in dubai 15 years 18 years yeah almost 18 years and i've never gone to my boss once and said give me an increase i've never gone to my boss and said uh, give me a promotion you know why because i know where honor comes from God has given me 5000 6000 dirham increases I've had commissions of 75 80000 dirhams coming into my bank account only because I understood that I am not performing to receive a reward from man I'm being faithful to God in my job Are you with me So the concept of honor is that you perform i give you a reward you behave correctly i give you ipad time if you don't behave correctly then i'm going to withhold so what we're teaching our children is i can i will dishonor you if you behave in a dishonorable way so your dishonor causes me to dishonor your bad behavior causes me to become fearful it's fear isn't it mom and dad pastors leaders life coaches if you behave according to something else fear drives them to dishonor fear drives them to correct fear drives them to discipline fear drives them why because you need to behave according to how i tell you to behave if you behave anywhere else hello you're going to get disciplined brother leave the church fast and pray let me cast out that demon from you let me do all of the kind of stuff we come into such a dishonoring lifestyle we have experienced dishonor so much in our lives that we think that i need to perform in order to get honor we're all in it together trust me i've made these mistakes as well it's not just you it's all of us put together we're in in the concept of honor says that ah if he doesn't smile today that means he's in a bad mood husband comes home grumpy from work wife is scared she doesn't know whether to say hi to him or bye to him she says quietly look i'll wait for him to come into a good mood then i will serve him want some tea <laughs> and so now the mother goes to the kids and say dad is in a bad mood he's in a bad mood don't ask him for anything because if you ask him for anything he'll probably hit you shout at you or do something so mother scared and now she's teaching the children to be scared of a father oh 
I, I can feel it. Should I continue? Okay. I, I see your eagerness to be set free from this concept of honor. Listen, we, we spent years in school. It's, it's in, ingrained in you and me. That's why you're like, uh, error, error, error. <laughs> That's why <laughs> it's like John is thrown a, a Trojan in the computer system and now there's a virus called the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. It's completely throwing your system. Just allow the Holy Spirit to just... Allow the, the word of God to just destroy every lie that you ever believed. It's amazing that God has not given us a concept to follow, but he's given us a virtue to become. He's given us a virtue to become like. The virtue of honor says, I am so powerful that whether you come to church or not, whether you smile at me or not, whether you say amen or not, whether you meet your good grades or bad grades, whatever you do, you will not control me to dishonor you. The ability to honor is that God is able, honorable, honor, able. He's able to honor you whether you deserve it or not. Just think about that. Just think about that. You probably came into church today thinking that I need a miracle. That's why I need to come here. I need to attend church. Otherwise, all of that. If, you, if that was your mindset, then I would encourage you to leave it now. Because going ahead from here, there's, there's a sense of power that I want to impart into you. There's a sense of freedom I want to impart into you so that you can now come into this room because you honor God. You want to come into this room because you are powerful to make that choice to come into this room. You are powerful to give your tithe, not, not be controlled to give your tithe. Are you with me? You, honor is, is that, just, just think about this, okay? God is the virtue of honor. And when Jesus died on the cross, he gave you himself, which means each and every person that is sitting in this room carries on the inside of them the virtue to honor, which means all your life you've been told and you've been honoring in an inferior manner that is really not pleasing to God. In fact, it never made you like God. It never awakened you to honor on the inside. I want to I tell you something, parents. You're looking at a person who has never got more than 75 marks all, your, all my life in any subject. Do you understand? I've got more red lines than I had. Here's what we, we think. If you don't pass your exams, you will fail a year. Don't fail. What we're trying to communicate to our children is that I don't have the energy and the resources to look after you for another year. I don't love you enough that even in your flaws, 
to stand by you, to be here for you, and to give you the same love that you had the day you were born. Your performance, your 99.9 or 40 marks, determines how much love I have for you. We have become weak. We have experienced an inferior form of honor that has caused us to give less to our loved ones, give less to the church, give less to, the, to our, our husbands and our wives. But today's gonna change. Today's gonna change. So the title, the title of my message today, I'm so happy that you're looking forward to it. It's called Powerful People. Okay. Powerful people. Any powerful people in this house? Come on, come on, come on. It's like, it's all happening. It's all shift. There's a shift taking place. There's a shift taking place. Not only in the heavens, but also in the heavens. <laughs> in the heavens right here, between your ears. There's a shift taking place. You know, we want to build a, a culture of powerful people. You know, in our church, we want to build a culture of very powerful people. And honor is the foundation of a culture where everyone is powerful to honor. Do you, do you understand? Right? I don't need a reason to honor you. I am able to honor you. Do you understand? Every single person that is sitting in this room... Do not need a reason to honor one another. You are able. Touch your neighbor and say, I am able to honor. Touch your other neighbor and say, I am able to honor. <laughs> powerful people. Any powerful people? Let me tell you something. Honor is the key that unlocks power for you to live. Honor is the key that unlocks power that is on someone else's life that you need to live. Honor is the key that will unlock power that is on someone else's life that you need for your life. It's a key. Touch your neighbor and say honor is a key. Is it okay if I get a little science on you? Every human being on the planet, including us, we're new creation but we're also human beings, okay? Every human being needs power to live. Okay, energy, you need energy. How many of you believe that? Yeah. Put your hand up if you believe it. Yeah. All right, so you put your hand up, you needed energy to put your? Yeah. Which means you have? Power, power, power. Say, I have the power. I have the power. More power. Right. <laughs> huh? I have the power, right? 
you must understand that all of us after this place will feel hungry and will go out and want to eat good food so that we have power for the whole night to live. Okay? Some of us eat vegetables. Some of us eat meat. <laughs> huh? Some of us like bread and butter. Whatever it is that you like eating, the reason why you're eating is not because you are hungry. It's because you need... So, a plant or an animal had to die in order to give you... Listen, listen, wait, before you clap, wait, just listen to what I have to say. An animal or a plant had to lay down their life in honor, to honor you so that you could live. A culture of honor in a community like this causes people to love other people so much that they would lay down their life so that somebody else can live. Honor, honor is the key that taps into the power that you have. Oh, come on. No, 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 no. Yeah. If I don't die to myself in honoring you, you won't have the power to live. Oh, come on. So a culture of honor is a culture of people living and dying for one another. That's why Jesus says, greater love has no man than this, than to lay down his life for another. What that means is, as I die to myself, as you honor, listen to me very carefully, as I die to myself, I'm making power available for you. Do you understand? And if you honor, you tap into the power. Oh, no, please listen to what I have to say very carefully. I'm not talking to you like a regular message. This is very different. It's very different. If Chris had to, had to come today, what time about did you come today? 11 o'clock, right? If he had to come here at 11 o'clock, what time did you come? Three o'clock, right in time for worship, some of you, right? Chris had to die to, how many hours, 11, 12, 1, 2, four hours. He had to give up four hours of his life so that you can step into the power of him playing the guitar for you to encounter life. Do you understand? It's the same thing. John and Kelsey have to give up their lives in order for us to make this environment possible. But I'll tell you, even though we make the environment possible, if you don't have honor, you will not tap into the power that is on John and Kelsey's life. It's the same thing with the person sitting next to you. If you don't pay a price, that's why you give into the offering. What are you doing? You're dying to that money. Yeah. You're saying, I don't need this money. I choose to die to it. As I choose to die to it, now when somebody else honors me, they receive power. Yeah. What we're doing is we're creating, we're creating an atmosphere in this room of power. Power. An atmosphere of power. Where people come into this room, they give up. You have given up four or five hours. Huh? Yeah. 
for those of you who are attending only attending the service you'll complain for man four hours of this man oh my gosh no no trust me it should be a joy for you to give up four hours of your life so that somebody else who could honor you in that moment could tap into the power let me tell you something when you come into a culture of honor you might say what 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 if i die to myself and you don't die for me well that's that's not a culture is it it's not a community is it it's like people coming into this room and sitting down and not participating you're not dying every time you say amen you're dying to yourself Every time you shake your head, nod your head, put your hand up, clap, whatever you do, you're dying to yourself. What are you saying, John? I honor you. And every time you honor the man in front, honor the word in front, now you're receiving. Every time you clap, every time you receive honor, life comes into you. Listen, a culture of honor is a culture of resurrection life. Amen. Amen. A culture that lives for people and dies for people is a culture of honor. I love you so much man that I'm willing to lay down my life for you. Every time I lay down my life for you, now you live and now you lay down your life for me and in honor there's a resurrection life. There's a resurrection life. Are you with me? Yes. How many of you can say you came to this church and never experienced life? Put your hand up. Like you went back and your life became worse than what it was. No one. So which means somebody actually everybody received something. Why did you receive it? Someone, that's right. Someone laid down their life. Listen, our musicians are not paid a salary. Our, our worship leaders are not paid a salary. The life coaches are not paid a salary. The heads are not paid a salary. They choose to lay down their life so that you can live. But if you come into an environment like this where everybody is honoring one another, you're not looking for honor. You're just looking to die for someone else. If you come into this environment my god you just imagine the atmosphere in this room you're walking into power a person who has never experienced honor walks into this room is greeted at the door with honor and people have the audacity to treat my ushers with disrespect what you're doing is you're killing your your the power that is on their life just because they take you and they give you a seat that you don't like you, you look at them <laughs> who who are they to tell me where to sit this is god's house that usher is chosen by god you understand that worship leader is chosen by god that musician is chosen by god the coach is chosen by god the heads chosen by god you are sitting in that chair because god chose the chair that you should sit on and when you come into a place of honoring them where you will tap into the power that they have laid their lives down for you come on man 
So you might ask me, what is the reward for an usher? What you just did. You clapped and you said, wow, I'm so blessed that we come into a church where 80 to 90 people a week sacrifice their lives so that I can have a breakthrough. Man, they deserve a tap on the shoulder. Man, they deserve a clap. Man, they deserve a blessing. They deserve honor. They deserve honor. single person that makes the screen work every single person that puts this up they deserve honor life life this is what makes a culture of life this is a culture of life wonderful 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 Let me tell you, your breakthrough in your life is very closely linked to honor. You can walk into a room like this and you could be like, oh, you know, the weather. Just feel like just curling up in bed. Some marshmallows and some hot chocolate. Listen to some Kenny G on the the radio. Let me just snuggle up. Let me not go to church today. And you have just chosen to live. And in choosing to live, you've chosen to dishonor your family. And now when you need your breakthrough, hello, and you need that power to live, hello. Now just think about mom and dad and the kids. I'm coming back to that. (laughs) You thought I moved on? No. Let me tell you, parents, you have believed a lie. That the performance of your kids matters. It doesn't matter. How many of you would say that you remember how many marks you scored in your second grade? The the first grade, (laughs) the first second or the second second? <laughs> right? it, it doesn't matter. You know why? Because your mom and dad loved you anyways. So what changed between second grade to 10th grade? And then what changed between 10th grade to your college degree? What changed? Oh, he needs to become an engineer. Mm. Doctor. Man, you take a stone and throw it in India, you get doctors, lawyers. MBAs, like they're just, they're just churning them out. The problem is, everybody has the degree. No one has the experience. Let me tell you what experience is. You get experience by laying your life down. Where you choose to say, man, I don't care what the certificate. How many of you have your certificate still? Except for your degree, because the government needs it right now. Except for that. How many of you have your certificates and there's ink still on it? Like four or five people. What happened to the rest of y'all? Y'all pushed so much to study. By heart, by heart your studies, by heart. Oh, if you don't take up your study, I will, I will take up mom and dad. I will take up your studies. 
and the kids are like falling asleep saying one plus one two one is two it's like we're dishonoring our children we're causing them to become performers instead of lovers of God. We say, well, don't come to church because you have an exam. What are you telling your kids? That their priority for education is more important than the presence of God? Now you wonder, now you wonder when your kid goes into college and he's doing his own thing, the pastor, please pray for my child. He started smoking and drinking and all of that. He's not listening to me. The problem was when you dishonored him, you disempowered him. You removed the power to live. Do you understand? The order is broken. Instead of you being like Christ to them, you were like the knowledge of good and evil to them. You caused your children, you forced your children to eat from the knowledge of good and evil. Whoa, 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 pastor, then if I, if I, if, should I not tell them not to study? No, tell them to study. But tell them to study because it's the honoring thing to do. The Bible says honor your mother and your father. It doesn't tell you honor your mother and father with your studies or with a certificate, or with attendance to church. Hello. Some of the kids must be smiling right now. Or if your kids are not, to, are not smiling because they're sitting next to you, then listen, 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 let me tell you. Let me tell you. It's because, it's because you have dishonored Just imagine just imagine what your kids are growing up in. The environment. We come to church and we stand up. Every promise that. Hmm? Lift your hand. <laughs> what about the mother? The mother that, that sits next to the children and the children are like. Nice pinch. How many of you have got pinches from your mom and dad? Oh, amazing. <laughs> Sean is sitting right next to his mom, putting both his hands up. <laughs> oh, oh. Come on, Pastor. Reach it. Should I stop? You had enough for the day, right? <laughs> We've taught our kids and we've taught ourselves that in order for me to step into ministry, <laughs> don't worry, this is not parenting. This is what I'm getting into. Oh, I need to worship and pray and fast and read my Bible. No, it's necessary to do all this thing. Do it because you honor the Lord. Do it because you love him. The re Kids, listen, don't think that I'm trying to tell you to become rebellious. If that's your train of thought, then you're dishonoring God's word. You have to be faithful. To, your parents have invested. They've died to that money. 
They could have built a house. They could have gone and bought a car. They could have eaten nice food, but they chose to sacrifice it for you. And you think that you can go to school and then daydream. Every time you daydream, every time you don't pay attention to your teacher. Listen to me very carefully, kids. You are dishonoring the sacrifice of your mom and dad. Now the parents are smiling. People think, well, pastor is young. He doesn't have kids. He has holes in his pants. What does he know? I've I've over 300 people, 400 people in my church. I, I spend most of my life with you. Do you know that I don't have any other friends other than you? I have friends outside this country. <laughs> but, but you must understand what it takes. It's a pleasure to give up my life. It should be, parents should, it should be a pleasure to give up. Not painful, not sour, not depressed. Like come home with a foul mood. Just because you had a bad day. And then the kids fees are coming up now. And you don't know where the money is going to come from. And the kids are like, you know, uh, you know, uh, please don't think I'm comparing your kids to my dogs, okay? But I'm just trying to tell you something. <laughs> I'm, just trying to, I'm just trying to give you an illustration. You know, when, when Kelsey and I decided to move from a, a massive villa with a 4,000 square feet garden because we got that because of the dogs and they wanted to run around and all that kind of stuff. And it was a beautiful lifestyle, okay? We loved it. But then we were just, one day I'm sitting out in my, in my garden and I'm looking at the sprinklers going on the grass and I'm seeing money f- like that in the spirit. I'm seeing cash just falling on the ground. And the Lord spoke to me about stewardship. It was a season, okay, not now. Don't, don't think that I live like that now. And I, I, we just, I just told Kelsey, I, I feel like we, we're indulging in this area and we need to live a sacrificial life. And so we moved into a one-bedroom apartment. And we, bought the hu- we got that house for the dogs and the dogs came and they were in our one-bedroom apartment. And our relationship with our dogs became even better. The dogs did not care whether they were on the grass or whether they were on the floor. They just wanted to be with us. I want to tell you something, parents. Don't come under peer pressure of society to be able to hold a standard up into society. Your kids just want to be with you. They just want to be with you. We, I grew up not having much in my life. And I loved the fact that my entire family slept in the same room on the floor. It was beautiful. It got complicated when TV came in. <laughs> Color TV. I was, I'm from that era. <laughs> I'm from that era, not era. Today, mom and dad don't have any time for each other. Because you're so busy working. 
They don't have time for the kids. Somebody else is bringing up the kids. What value system of honor are we teaching our children? And then we expect them to come to church and the church teach them the kingdom value system. When they go back home, everything that they learn in church is lost only because there is no foundation of honor. Are you okay? Let's open your Bibles. I've just started my message. Let's open our Bibles to Mark chapter 6. I want to tell you how you can, through dishonor, rob yourself of your breakthrough. Through dishonor, you can disempower yourself. All right? Mark chapter 6. <laughs> Such a beautiful sound, isn't it? A baby crying. I love it. I mean, I don't love the fact that she must be in pain, but I mean, to me, it's the sound of life, you know. <laughs> I'm glad that you understand my humor. <laughs> Are you there? Mark chapter 6. Then he, Jesus, went out from there and came to his own country. This is not Kerala. Uh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> when I was reading that, uh, when I was reading that, and, I, uh, and the Lord actually told me that, he was like, hey man, you know, this is not Kerala. And I was like, and I just burst out laughing. And my dogs were looking at me going, right. So he went out from there and came to his own country and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue, that is the church. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him that such mighty works are performed by his hands? Now look up at me. Please understand that people have preached from this passage before and said Jesus could not do any mighty works. But actually it's not true. He was doing mighty works. He came into his own country and he was doing mighty works in the synagogue. He was releasing wisdom into a room of, of, of people who were listening to him and they were astonished. They were astonished. Wow, man, where did this guy get this revelation from? Wow, man, Pastor John, this is awesome. This word is changing my life today. It's challenging me, but it's changing my life today. And then it changes. There's an atmosphere for miracles. There's an atmosphere for signs, wonders. There's an atmosphere of the word of God being preached. Honor. Jesus is honoring them by giving up his life so that he can teach them the word of God and do miracle signs and wonders. Are you with me? So you understand that power is flowing. Okay? Power is flowing. Verse 3. Is this not the carpenter? The son of Mary, the brother of James. This is like whole history is coming out. 
Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Are not his sisters with us here? So they were offended at him. You see, when Jesus went there, he wasn't looking for honor. Jesus went there to pay a price. He paid a price by leaving heaven, coming down so that he can display the love of the Father to people. But something changed. John was a worship leader. No, how? Who made him? He will always be my favorite worship leader. How can he prophesy like this? Who qualified him? Huh? Which Bible college? Was he correspondence or was it residential? But I, I know his life coaches. I know Mac. Mac wore t-shirt today. <laughs> I know Christopher. Look, beard is growing, man. Huh? I know CT. Hair doesn't grow. But it will grow now. But you, you understand? You understand? We've, they failed to recognize the call of God on Jesus. He was in the church. He was in the place where miracle signs and wonders should be normal. It should be normal. But they chose to get offended at him. Familiarity creates dishonor. Please understand that familiarity comes to you and it blinds you from seeing who God has called each other to be. You understand, every single person in this room, Jesus has given gifts, Jesus has given talents, Jesus has given offices. Every single person in this room is gifted, talented, powerful. But familiarity. Oh, Mario. <laughs> oh, Gemma. How can Mario lead worship? Hello? Creates dishonor. Familiarity creates dishonor. Not realizing that Mario is a businessman and you being a businessman needed the power for business or on his life. Just because of something that he's passionate about caused you to become familiar and reject that side of what God has called him. It caused you to be robbed of the power for breakthrough in business. Do you understand? Hello? Do you understand? You will, I will guarantee you, after this message, you will never treat another person with dishonor. Even your kids. Because you, the power to live is upon their life. Every single person that is sitting in this room, right next to you, carries a power. They walked into the room with a bounty on their head, man. Not the chocolate. <laughs> Now they, I just saw, you know, uh, how many of you have watched uh, like cowboy movies? Cowboy movies. Like some of the millennials are like. So one of my fondest memories, I'm just going off track, but one of my fondest memories with, with my dad is, is that his love for these cowboy movies. You know, that do 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 
<laughs> that stuff <laughs> so somewhere for an anglo indian somewhere deep down on the inside there's a little cowboy sitting on a horse <laughs> riding into the sunset <laughs> and so and so i loved watching these movies and in these movies the the team through most of them is the hero is is a, a bounty hunter it comes with this gun and sometimes it's shiny sometimes he's like fully dirty or mud all over his face but he comes as a bounty hunter into a town looking for the guy he has a court order and the court order says lenny knows what i'm talking about <laughs> lenny is as guilty as i am watching country and western movies <laughs> And so you you have this you have this guy walked in now he can kill in that guy he can kill him but he's got a bounty on his head on that guy's head so whether dead or alive he has to catch the guy when he catches the guy and brings him to court he gets the bounty every single person that is sitting in this room has a bounty of power over their head listen don't take them to court the key <laughs> The key to receiving the power for you to live is through honor. When you honor a person, it doesn't matter who they are, where they come from, what color, what caste, what creed, it does not matter. Your ability to honor someone causes you to receive supernatural power from on high. Why is because we are powerful people. So Jesus says now This is very interesting. In verse 4, he said, "A prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house." Very interesting. Jesus is saying that a prophet is not honored in his own house as a prophet. Have you ever wondered why people who are in ministry don't like to be in church people who are prophets pastors teachers evangelists pastors are, are here i think they 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 can't go anywhere else except here but apostles and prophets and evangelists they don't like to be in church not don't like they don't want to be in church you know why it's because they're not honored they go out because they're honored with a love offering That's why they take the word of God that you're supposed to have and they go outside and they do ministry and they receive honor. And so the people who they minister to receive the reward that is on there. And so look, just think about it. Just think about it, right? We have a conference. If we have a conference, this church, the whole place will be full. People will leave the church service and come here for another man from another country. Why? It's because they don't have honor for the father of their house. we'd rather like i'm telling you we'd rather take out money that doesn't exist anywhere in our pocket find it look for it look for it look for it take a love offering give it to that guy why because he's come from an he carries anointing brother he got fire of god woo fire of god man what fire are you talking about come on that man comes in he carries an anointing in the house of the anointing 
you understand you, when you when you now sow into an anointing guess what happens once the man walks away the anointing begins to wither away in, in, in on your life you think you stepped into the office of the prophet when a prophet passes through town and you sowed money into his life and you gave him a love offering and you did all that stuff and then you wondered well, after a month why am i not hearing god you forgot to honor your own house do you understand and jesus is saying a prophet is without honor except in his own house matthew chapter 10 verses 41 says he who receives and honors or honors a prophet in the name of a prophet receives a prophet's reward you must be wondering what is a prophet's reward how come there's no apostles award how come there's no pastors award Let me tell you something the church is built on apostles and prophets The church is built on prophets and apostles who carry the mantle of pastors If you understand that that this house for example this house is a prophetic house how do you know that it's run by the voice of God And if you if we step into this place of understanding what is the responsibility of a prophet a prophet is someone who hears the voice of God who sees God who hears what God is saying about the future prophesies it speaks it speaks the oracles of God teaches the oracles of God so that now everything that he says happens what is a prophet's reward the fulfillment of the prophetic word yes. a prophet's reward is you receive a prophet's reward what is that if he prophesies over your life it comes to pass but if you honor a prophet in the name of the prophet you receive the fulfillment of the prophetic word. Yeah. Yeah. Come on man. Yes. Yeah. Now. Did you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You guys stay quiet. Did you understand what I'm saying at the yes. back? No. Very good. Thank you for being honest. A prophet is a gift of God. It's the ministry of Jesus to the church. It's one of the gifts. some have the gift some step into the office the main responsibility of a prophet is to hear the voice of god hear the voice speak the voice not not even in, interpret do you understand a prophet hears what god is saying about your life for 2019 in the beginning of the year releases a prophetic word saying this is what the lord is saying for your life for this church for 2019 yeah. Yeah. if you step into honor i honor a prophet in the name of the prophet now every word that the prophet says comes to pass in my life do you understand do you understand now you understand jesus could not do miracles because they lacked honor I can step now in this room and I can tell you 
what I saw during worship. But I'll hold it back because there's no honor. You know why? Because God's word is precious to me. I can't take pearls and throw it at your feet. If you have honor in your heart, you will grab onto the word. You will pay a price for the word. You understand? I've stood in this room and I said, hey, from this moment on, people who have menopause are getting healed. People who have period pain getting healed. Last week, a lady came to me and said, hey, when you said it, it's been my third day now, I'm having my period and no pain. See, right now, the women should be like, wow, I received that. Menopause is of the devil. It's, an, it's the fruit of a, a body that is deteriorating. But God has come to give you life. Life and life in its abundance. You will not have. Right now, I declare over every single woman and man in this house that menopause is out of your life. Let me tell you, there are people, there's a person in this room that is struggling with osteoporosis. That's, that's bones that is, that is becoming brittle. Who is that person? Who's that person? Pull it up. Who's that person? One. Who else? Maybe she doesn't know what, it, what, what, what is it called in, in your language? Osteoporosis. Osteoporosis. <laughs> your, mom, your daughter says you're having this issue. I don't have it anymore. Amen. Amen. Very good. I love her faith. Right? But I saw someone's bones getting brittle and I'm seeing you going to the doctor because you are walking very, like this pain on the inside. Right now, the Lord, I see your bones filling up. I see bones right now in this room while the anointing is still on this room. I see bones being straightened. I see cracks in the bones being filled. I see iron and steel rods being completely healed right now. You okay? Very good, very good. Verse 5, now he could do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and he healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Then he went out about the villages in a circuit teaching. That is Jesus disheartened that his own family will not honor him. His own people will not honor him. Trust me, I get calls and messages from people who are in ministry wanting to come to our church. To take their gift and demonstrate their gift to you. And my heart is saddened because they are not honored in their own home. People in their own families don't sow into them. So they have to go outside. Isn't it sad? It's very sad, isn't it? What people don't understand is that you have become powerless because of a lack of honor. 
That's why when you step out, you need Pastor John to pray for you. Pastor, please pray for me, for me to get a job. Let me tell you something. I don't need to pray for you. Hello? I preached the word. The word in itself has the power to bring any breakthrough. Do you understand? But you will not step into it if you don't have honor. Powerful people don't need a reason to honor. Powerful people. Powerful people have the ability to honor. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 7 says, Honor all people. Love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the king. But I just want to, I want to read that in the Passion Translation. Amen. Hello. Someone honors the Passion Translation. Do you see? It's like that. That's why, because she honors it, she tapped into the power that is on the Passion Translation. It's like that, man. It's so simple that we keep missing it. Because we, a, dis, a culture of dishonor is ingrained in our system. Are you ready to read it? Yes. Recognize the value of every person. Come on, man. I just, we just need to, that's enough. That's the message preached. Recognize the value of every person. And continually show love to every believer. Live your lives with great reverence and in holy awe of God, honor your rulers. Has anybody in this room, have you ever spoken bad against the rulers? Let me tell you how. You've spoken bad against the transport. You've spoken bad against the traffic. You've spoken bad against the roads. You've spoken badly against VAT. You've spoken badly against the government. You've said something or the other that has dishonored his rule and reign over here. Has anybody, don't put your hand up. If you have, you should repent. You should repent. You know why? It's because there's power on his life. There's power. They may be of another religion, but God put them in that place. God put Sheikh Muhammad in that place. And your honor for him and your honor for his people will, will put a bounty. Just imagine, just think, just think. Don't be so small-minded. Just think of how much glory there is on his life. Just think of the glory that is in this, in this city, in this nation. Just look at his people, how well looked after they are. Don't, we all come from countries that they don't look after us, man. That's why we're here. Do you understand? We're here and, and we are looked after. A woman can walk on at 3 o'clock in the morning. She can walk down the street and nobody will touch her. You can, you can leave your car, right? You can leave your car on the side of the road on with the keys in its ignition and go in and come out and nobody will touch your car. What kind of power is that? We must tap into that. We must tap into that. You must understand that God requires us to honor the gift. The gift that God has placed on his life. 
You must, it's not, it's not, I have to. Trust me, you will not access the power that is on his life. For breakthrough, man, for breakthrough, billions and billions of dollars come in and out of his hands. You want only your salary to come in and out of your bank account. He has billions and billions of dollars coming in and honoring the nation, coming in and honoring the city. Look at, like, how many people would think there's a recession in Dubai? There's no recession here. You know, we went to Karama last week on a Friday. You should go to Karama on a Friday. It is thriving with businesses. There are new restaurants on, like, like every, you look, you turn, there's a new restaurant. And you turn this side, there's a new, I was like, where are all these people come from? Everybody's out. Everybody's spending money. And we're praying, recession, recession. There's no recession here. You must understand that. The way you don't experience recession is by honoring the king. Honor the king. Honor your bosses. Honor your rulers. Honor the people in authority. In fact, the Bible says that you have to give double honor to those in authority. Double honor. If you have double honor for people in authority in your life, just imagine how much access you have to the power that is on their life. Just imagine what could happen to your life if you only honor with a, with a true heart. So powerful people honor everybody. It doesn't matter what your color is. It doesn't matter. Today you did something good. Tomorrow you did something bad. You shouldn't change. Remain constant. You know why? Because God remains constant. You might, today you might be attending in church. You might be full of fire. Tomorrow you might fall. God doesn't change. He still honors you. He still respects you. In fact, he gives you high respect. He respects you more than the angels. He honors you more than the angels. The angels turn to God and says, why are you so mindful of these people? Man. God honors people. Let me tell you another thing. Powerful people cannot be controlled. People of honor cannot be controlled. Touch your neighbor and say, don't control me. <laughs> now turn to your other neighbor and say, <laughs> turn to your other neighbor and say, neighbor, I have the spirit of self-control. <laughs> so what does that mean? Control yourself. <laughs> Control yourself. Don't try to control your kids. Control yourself and then your kids will control themselves. Oh, pastor, you don't know my son is so rebellious. Well, guess where he learned that from? My, my son is so dishonoring. Should I say it? It's because you dishonored him. You violated your relationship with your kids. 
by robbing them of power. I said, no, no, you stay in the house. Don't go for that meeting. Study. <laughs> Get good grades. Then you can go and hang out with your friends. Don't wear jeans. <laughs> Who said falling in love is wrong? No boyfriend. <laughs> Only when you're 40. <laughs> Till then, sit in the house. <laughs> and then your daughter's 40 and you're wondering, why are you in the house? Can't you go and get a job for yourself? No, no, you, you disempowered her from going out into the world with honor, with dignity. Carry yourself with honor. You know why people look for honor? It's because it was never given to them growing up. It starts from home. Do you know why pastors go to other churches to preach? People want to know, what are you doing with the money? You should be saying, take all my money. I trust you so much that you will not dishonor the church. Powerful people cannot be controlled. Whether you honor us or dishonor us, <laughs> we, we have a call, man. We just can't, I, I can't dishonor God. Whether people accept us or they don't accept us, doesn't matter. We will continue to do what God has called us to do. Well, let me tell you something. Jesus says this. If a family does not welcome you, dust your feet off. Listen, he says, take your peace with you. What's he saying? I came to your house bringing peace. Your honor for my wife and me will cause you to tap into peace that surpasses all understanding. You can ask people, you can ask people in this, in this, in this church, I've, we've come into their house and their house has changed. The atmosphere in their house has changed. I've gone into restaurants and business has shifted because we were honored. Let me tell you something, it's not just because I have a pulpit. There's powerful people standing next to you. Powerful people. Every single person. The Bible says honor all people. Everyone. Everyone. Look at the people who are next to you. Just look at them. Just look at them. They're powerful people. All of them have a bounty of power over their life. Yeah. But you know how you can tap into the bounty that's on their life? Honor. Not flattery. Honor. Honor is always demonstrated. It's not just spoken of. Before you come to honor me, I would request you to honor the people standing next to you. Before, I know your heart. 
Kelsey and I know your heart. Please don't make it awkward. Now come and say, we honor you, pastor. Don't need to do that. Please don't, don't do that. Because today you will say, I honor you. Tomorrow, when there's correction. Hmm. Put my honor in my pocket, man. <laughs> Why do you need it? You have the 400 people that are honoring you. power. There's one, there's two of us. There's 400 of you. Honor the atmosphere that you're in. Powerful people don't need a reason to honor. We honor because God has given us the ability to honor. All right. Let's, 